0: Welcome back everyone to another episode of Blind Voice Politics. Nicholas Rod here, Chris Baker here on this Monday morning. Now, Chris, do what we always do and kick this episode off with the weather.
1: In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny and eighty-six. Houston, Texas it is cloudy and seventy-three. In Chicago, Illinois, it is cloudy and fifty. In New York City it is raining again for another Monday morning in 66. Well, Mind. it's a Monday, <laughs> it so Monday. we are back for another Talk of the Talk. We didn't have one this, last week, so, you know, I had to make sure we had one this week. And I, I'll i be honest with you, <clears throat> I almost wanted to skip over it, because there was nothing interesting, mm. and then I found this study.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Nick, do you know what next day anxieties are?
0: Um... <laughs> probably not by uh, explanation, but by experience, probably.
1: Okay. Well, there is this new study okay. that in the recent years there has been an increase in next day anxieties, um, where people are in bed, you know, trying to go to sleep, and their mind is going a mile a minute of things that they have to do the next day. Oh, okay, and the yeah. study says forty one percent of Americans experience this every single night in some sort of fashion. Some nights it's you know think about something but then you can go to bed and then other nights your brain is going Mm -hmm. in a thousand different directions. Right. So you know we know Nick on here his life he's like a surfer. You know (laughs) everything is great for Nick. I wish. So do you have next day anxieties? Um
0: it's hard for me to say I I definitely don't get them like intensely every single day but if I really think about it they're probably existent but I'm just so used to them at this point that they don't almost act like they used to I don't know it's somewhere in the middle for me it's hard to say but what about you?
1: oh 100% haven't hmm and, and it's usually not for school, which the study did say school is a big one. I really don't have next day anxieties for school because, for being completely <laughs> honest, school in the last month or two has kind of been like, meh. Mm-hmm. So, like, I Thursday, or no, sorry, Wednesday, we record on Thursday. So, Wednesday night, I was laying in bed, literally thinking... When am I going to make show notes? What are the show notes going to be looking like? How am I going to map it out? When am I going to make them? And what is going to be in it? What's out? What's going to Monday? Like, there's been nights where I'm just up an hour and a half figuring things out for the next day. And it's usually related to the business, 90% of the time.
0: Right. I do have anxieties when it comes to school obviously we know on this show that I have a bit of a procrastination problem especially when it comes to the school a
1: work. bit okay
0: A a hey um you know especially when it comes to the school work and so I kind of work myself into corners and that gets pretty rough after a while um I don't know sometimes it, it hits really hard. Other times, it's just kind of kind of numbed, I guess I would say. But they're they're usually there in some capacity. I'd say those are probably my worst ones. I do get them for for other things, though. No doubt.
1: See, I think mine are more extreme than yours. Probably.
0: Mine used to be really bad. That's probably
1: because Probably because I'm a planner and you just kind of go with the
0: flow. Yeah, mind you, mine used to get really bad. But it's like I said, I kind of experienced them for such a long, consistent string of time um, that I just kind of found a way to deal with them and just kind of roll with the punches, essentially. And so they don't affect me like they used to. It used to get really, really, really bad, though. But... Definitely not as much anymore.
1: Well, I'm kind of curious to see if those anxieties, as you get older and you're in the workforce, if those increase or if they decrease. I have a feeling they increase. But I also think it depends on what kind of job you're in. Like if you're in like a management position, I can see it. But I'm not discrediting... um, a grocery store worker but i'm thinking like someone in that field compared to someone in a management position their next day anxiety is different
0: i'm sure there i imagine that there could be a connection i shouldn't say i'm sure of it i, I can imagine there being a connection between um job position and um and and those next day anxieties next day anxiety sorry um and I also think it has to do with, like you said, what kind of person you are, uh, planner versus kind of go with the flow and things like that. There, there have, there has to be factors to it. I would think to really make it uh, better or worse.
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, but that is the talk of the talk this week. So we both have next day anxieties. I wonder, forty one percent. You know, when you first think about it, that seems awfully high, but I think it's kind of low. Yeah, Especially yeah. Especially in the times that we live in. I was thinking
0: about it as we were talking about it because, yeah, when you first said forty one percent, that felt a bit on the low end for me, but or a bit on the the high end. Sorry, um, but. As our conversation continued, I was kind of going over it in my head, and I actually would imagine that it would be higher.
1: Well, nevertheless, um, let's get into a COVID-19 update like we do every week. Um, Nick, why don't you start us off?
0: All right, so for our COVID update this week, We have over 125 million people receiving at least their first shot to this point. That is equal to more than 50% of adults across the country. The seven-day average for cases right now is about 68,500, and the seven-day average for deaths is right around 700.
1: Moderna has said they will be making a booster shot available in fall, and the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is still on pause.
0: You've probably heard a lot of noise from some House Democrats that they're going to uh, send a bill forward that would introduce four additional justices to the Supreme Court but it's important to understand here that the House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, has already said that she's not going to allow that bill to even come to the floor of the House. Um, we have a bit of that audio right here, and we'll play it now.
1: In answer to your question, I have no plans to bring it to the floor, no.
0: She didn't even give her full support of the idea either. She said it's not out of the question, and the idea is worth studying. However, instead, she's going to put her support in the president's executive order to create the commission to study those issues and if you remember we did talk about that executive order on friday
1: now if you're wondering how the house speaker nancy pelosi can say that it won't even make it to the floor well the answer is she's the house speaker deciding the agenda and what comes to the floor of the house is at her sole discretion That is the power of her office, and even after the commission is all over, if the bill somehow makes it to the uh, House floor, it's a tough battle to pass the idea in both House and the Senate, especially with the Democrats' super slim majority in both the House and Senate, and currently all Democrats are not on board with this idea either.
0: That's all we have on that. We move right along here to some discussion on rent. If you're struggling to pay your rent, it's like we've told you before, across the past two stimulus packages, Congress has allocated $50 billion for people struggling to pay their rent. This money can be used for current rent, past rent, or utilities. The trouble here mainly is that the state's are in charge of distributing that money. And for some people, it it can be hard to find. Uh, There's an organization that did take the guesswork out of it.
1: So you must understand that not everyone qualifies for rental assistance. You must reach these requirements. One or more of the individuals in the household qualifies for unemployment benefits or one or more household members can demonstrate a significant hardship that is directly related to COVID-19 or one or more household members can demonstrate a risk of homelessness or housing instability and your household income does not exceed 80 percent of the area medium income uh, that there is a priority group it's 50 percent or below that gets first priority and then it goes to 80% and below. Now, some states may have additional requirements as well. If you do qualify, just go to the link that is down in the show notes directly to the website and to get more information there and direct you to where you can get these benefits. And like I said, this is where you'll find a list and a map of all the state and local rental assistance programs available to you.
0: We switch focus again and look towards a shooting that happened in Chicago. This happened on March 29th. Adam Dolito was shot by police. On Thursday evening, police released body cam footage, and we got a better picture of what happened on that morning. Police responded to a 2.40 a.m. call uh, of shots fired. Nineteen seconds after the police officer res- responded, Dolito was shot. Uh, Dolito appeared to hide a gun behind the fence before turning to face police. Twenty one year old Robin Romson was with Dolito and is suspected of being the one that fired the gun. Since Thursday, there's been intense protest in Chicago for police reform.
1: Unfortunately, in keeping with this topic, Friday morning there was a deadly shooting in Indianapolis at a FedEx facility, and the gunman killed eight people and injured five others before taking his own life. Police have said he had some sort of a rifle that was purchased legally, and the police believe he took his own life before police even entered the FedEx facility. Now, some people say that they're was a delay in police response because of a FedEx protocol of you need to leave your cell phones in the locker rooms. But nevertheless, the family of the gunman did release a statement Saturday evening saying, we are devastated at the loss of life caused as a result of Brandon's actions. Through the love of his family, we tried to get him the help he needed go on to say our sincerest and most heartfelt apology go out to the victims of this senseless tragedy. We are so sorry for the pain and hurt being felt by their families and the entire Indianapolis community. This is still a developing story, obviously, and we will keep you up to date on the latest with this story.
0: This brings us to the end of the main news portion of the episode. And we have rapid news for you. Just one headline to give. And that is that there's a new law in New York directed towards those who have a low income that would allow them to get internet for just $15 a month.
1: Nick, what's your Monday morning good news story for us?
0: All right. So, Today, I have quite, quite the story, honestly. There was a woman who had been a teacher for 17 years, but then decided that it was time to change uh, her career path, change what she was doing in her life. So she started her own charity. It's called Roots for Boots, and it's aimed towards helping veterans. And she's done, honestly, some... Some amazing things. Um, One of the main parts of the charity is that they hold a monthly uh, food drive. And when it first started, you know, they were helping about eight to 10 veterans. Now they support about 90 veterans and they require dozens of volunteers, a lot of which are veterans themselves. And it doesn't even stop there either. Um, the, she's helped out with a bunch of uh, individual projects for these people. Uh, she helped build a ramp for one man with a prosthetic, uh, prosthetic leg. She helped another veteran get a, uh, a track chair, a track wheelchair and she helped another build a deck on his house so you know and she said she makes zero money off of this charity um and and she gives it all towards helping these veterans and this story
1: just just straight up blew me away So essentially, she's like a jack of all trades here. You know, she does the main portion and then she goes builds a ramp, helps with um, purchasing a wheelchair. Like, she's a jack of all trades.
0: She's done so much, you know, the food drive, the ramp, the deck, the chair. You know, putting this much effort forward uh, to help these people, it's amazing. You know she said how you know she doesn't make a penny off of it, but she feels like the richest person in the world, just for being able to do what she does.
1: I love that statement. I don't make a penny off of it, but I feel like the richest person in the world. Oh, I like that. That's a really good ending point, Yeah, because that's something for you know so many people to think about. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that is the end of this quick Monday morning episode. There really wasn't much developing news over the weekend. I hope everyone has a good start to their Monday morning. Um, we will see you back here Wednesday for another dumb law. As usual, you know what to do by now. Follow us on our Blind Voice Politics Twitter account for the latest 24-hour breaking news. So you're always in the know. Follow us on our personal cast to see what we're up to. Check out Nick's new vocal cover on his YouTube channel and make sure you subscribe. But until Wednesday morning, see ya
0: later guys.